from the Cats Audio Network. This is Cats Today. Yes, it is. Cats Today for a Wednesday, June the 22nd, 2022. And uh, speaking of 22nd, how about this? The Humanix at Cats practice today, 44 degrees. And these guys are warriors, man. Holy. I was hot just sitting at Big Master watching practice trying to find some shade. But uh, these guys put in a full you know, 92-hour practice practice 90 minute two hour practice and uh, did not complain did not bat an eye about it but it was hot and shout out to the Thai Cats who wrapped up their practice week yeah short week as they will travel to Winnipeg tomorrow ahead of their game Friday in a game of course you can hear right here on the Thai Cats audio network Louis Butko here with you on Thai Cats today always do appreciate it coming up on today's show the Hamilton Spectator Steve Milton will be by uh, we'll hear from Coach O as we normally do and we'll hear from one of three yeah, that's right. Three birthday boys on the Ticats today as Alden Derby Jr. is celebrating his birthday. We'll hear from him, but also happy birthday to Micah Johnson and Nick Cross. So, I mean, the statistics uh, of that happening, I don't know what the analytics are or the chances, but uh, happy birthday to those three men. And uh, we'll hear from Alden Derby coming up in just a little bit on today's show. Good, solid practice by the Ticats. Mentioned it was at McMaster. And, uh, you know, they it's a short week. Coach is going to touch on that in just a second about, you know, how they adjusted to the schedule of the short week. And it doesn't get easier for them. Winnipeg is a very, very tough place to play. Uh, and they are expecting a, a great crowd. And, of course, for Alden Darby, first chance to, to get to play in Winnipeg since signing with the Cats this past off season. So we'll talk to him about that if he has any extra motivation heading into Friday's game. I don't have the updated injury report, but I can tell you that Dylan Wynn looked like he was a full participant again. Uh, Alden Darby Jr., I mentioned yesterday, was sick, but he was out there, and uh, we will get the full injury report, and we'll break it down for you tomorrow, just like we will the depth chart. We'll actually have the depth chart in our hand by the time we go to air tomorrow, so we'll let you know who's in, who's out officially, but things to seem to be trending in the right direction, especially for Dylan Wynn, big number 98, and I, I think we'll hear from him at some point this week here on Cats today. A reminder on the Cats Audio Network, coming up tomorrow, you can catch a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy. I'll be talking with Derek Taylor for the first time since he joined the Winnipeg Blue Bombers play-by-play uh, job. Taking over from the uh, the fantastic Bob Irving, uh, big shoes to fill. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, with DT coming up tomorrow and day before the game, which means a brand new episode of Tie Cats this week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other amazing shows on the Tie Cats Audio Network. All right, let's hear from the head coach and president of football ops of the Tie Cats. Here is Orlando Steiner as he spoke after practice today. I don't want to say it affected preparation. I would say that uh, we just had to strategically plan, you know, how we wanted to approach it, right? It's been on the schedule, so we didn't get caught off guard by anything. You know, injuries are always, you know, a one-off. But other than that, uh, we were prepared for it. We understood it and, you know, made a decision to go with a two-day practice week. Yeah, I think there's a a good, strong possibility that he'll go. Uh, Again, it's always how does it react after, right? So even, you know, whatever we put on the report today, it's still how tomorrow morning, how it looks and how it feels. So um, he's a warrior. I know this, that if he can go, he'll be out there. 
Well, I mean, sacks are, you know, obviously they're big plays, right? They're, they're, they're minus yardage, you know, from a, a statistical standpoint. But I feel like our, our pressure's been there. Uh, you know, obviously you want to finish, right? So the sacks and whatnot are a piece, uh, but the biggest piece is winning. And I think we've played solid defense despite the scores of, of that. Uh, we need to make more timely plays consistently. But, yeah, it's, it's something that we're aware of, but it's not something we're going to spend a ton of time on. Uh, it's, it's for each person to ask. You know, I don't have any added motivation. It's, uh, it's the next game on the schedule, and regardless, uh, they're going to be prepared to play. I always love going out there. It's an awesome stadium. It's loud. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. It's kind of like the feel when you walk in there. And so we're just kind of embracing it and looking forward to it. He's a champion. You know, he's a champion, and he knows what it takes to get it done. And he's one of those quarterbacks that if protected, he can, he, can, he can burn you. But like any quarterback, if you're not protected, it doesn't matter how good you are. So I feel like, again, that just goes back to be up front. But he knows what it takes. He's super competitive. You know, I've spoke on Zach numerous times before. He could just rewind a tape or find an old article. But uh, a lot of respect. You know, uh, I love this work ethic when he was in this building way back. Um, a lot of respect for him. And... You know, but at the end of the day, he's going to be trying to, you know, dice us up and and we're going to be trying to go hit him. If it was cold out, they'd be the same way. I'm telling you, or else we kept the wrong people. And I just mean that sincerely. Like they came out today and the energy was high. I told them that after practice, I thought the execution was was great. I thought the, it started in the meeting room, though. You could feel it. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I say, there's always a test at the end of every week. We want to see all this transfer to the game. And so, yeah, that, we're going to go out and practice regardless of what the weather is. I mean, and I'll, you know, I'll say that every time. I mean, maybe when you ask the next two people the same question, you might get a different response, but uh, it doesn't even matter. That is the head coach and president of football ops for the Ticats, Orlando Steinauer. And uh, I, I did say before the break, I, I shouted out the Ticats for working hard uh, in this weather. I want to shout out everybody who is working outside, whether that's construction or, or you know, roofers or whatever you're doing. If you are working outside, uh, you have my utmost respect because it is hot outside. And I did ask everybody I talked to about it today after Ticats practice, but uh, they fought through. And if you are working outside, like the, uh, the hardworking crew here at Tim Hortons Field getting set for uh, the rally that's happening Saturday, Arkell's playing, headlining that show, of course, and uh, expecting some 25,000 or so Hamilton Rock fans or just music fans to be taking over Tim Hortons Field. So a uh, shout-out to everybody working outside, including the uh, the very hardworking uh, people building the stage here for uh, the Arkell show on Saturday. All right, I mentioned it is uh, three players' birthdays, Micah Johnson, Nick Cross, and Alden Darby. And for Alden Darby, it's a big week because he's going back to Winnipeg. So when we caught up with him after practice, we asked whether he has any extra motivation heading into this week's game. Here's what he had to say. Uh, nah, no motivation. It's, it's, it's never about, like I said, it's never about who we play, or the teams, or the logos, or the colors. It's always between us. I mean, if you my thing is if you look at a game like extra motivation, it kind of tells me that you're holding back the other week or previous weeks. It's never no extra motivation. I mean, unless we're talking Grey Cup and we want to win that thing. But other than that, just nameless faces, man. You know what I mean? Whatever color, whatever city, whatever province we got to go to, the goal and the mission is the same. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got, but we have pretty good, uh, really, not pretty, we have really good uh, people in the scouting department that watch film and watch tape to where, you know, whatever we put on film is what you put on film, you know, uh, 
And even as far as offenses goes, that goes that changes week to week. You know, you can, you can have a team that plays a lot of press man. So what you see ran against Ottawa, which he ran against BC or whatever the case may be, is not going to be the same thing ran against you. So you have to you have to know yourself as a team. You have to go into the game and say, okay, what are we good at? Where are our holes at? What coverages do we like to run? How can they be exploited? Therefore, you'll kind of know no matter what the team is, you'll know what you'll get. So I mean, yeah, I mean I know the team and things like that, but everything changes, you know. And of course, they know that I know them, so of course things change and stuff like that. But at the end of the day. We got a job, and it's us versus us, and we got to make sure that we're firing all cylinders and our plays work. Oh, uh, man, it was it was actually last game. Well, pretty much the last couple of weeks, I went to Tunde, and I said, man, you you, you are legit, you know, because um, I always joke and mess around with him. Uh, when I was in Toronto my last year, um, 19, I played safety, and I finished with, you know, third overall in the CFL interceptions, and, and I still didn't get the all-star. I'm like, they get the all-star to this dude? And I, I'm like, what the heck? I'm out here getting interceptions, everything. And so when I got here, I always mess with like, man, you took one of my all-stars from me. But then the last couple weeks, I went to him, I said, hey, bro, you, you are legit. You know, because I play, you know, safety in the NFL and stuff like that. So I always like to look at good safeties and good safety players. Tunde plays the game right. He's the leader out there. He helps. He gets everybody lined up. The safety, to me, is the quarterback of the defense. And he does an amazing job getting guys in the right spots, getting guys lined up. And even protecting us, you know what I mean? There's a lot of times I'll look back and be like, be like, I got you, darling. I'm like, man, my dog. So he's obviously one of the best, if not the, not if, he is the best safety in the CFL. Not up to our standard. Not up to our standard. It's You watch the film, and, and it's going to sound repetitive. It's it's nothing that teams are doing to us. It's it's not like the teams have come in the fourth quarter and just came with a whole entire new game plan. You know what I mean? It's the same stuff. It's just lack of discipline, lack of focus. You know what I mean? And that's just on us. And we know that. We understand that. But at the same time, we also know that we can't keep coming back to this podium saying the same thing. So for us, it's, 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 it's about doing it. You know what I mean? We talk about it. We prep it. We work it. We go through the situations. Now it's time for us to, to, to finish and do it. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Hot. Oh, I'm not back in Arizona. I went to Arizona State. That's nothing. <laughs> I went to Arizona State, honestly. I, I, I couldn't you tell you. your offseason in Costa Rica, too. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's, it, today was another, another day for us. I mean, I wish, like like Simone said today, we wish we could get this every day. So for us, it's nothing. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm back home at Cherry Beach and Long Beach. <laughs> and that is Alden Darby, the birthday boy, one of three birthday boys, as we caught up with him after practice today and uh, I, I was checking in with him seeing if he will get his uh, Grey Cup ring and he says probably hopefully uh, he'll get his Grey Cup ring and uh, obviously well deserved for him but I'm sure Ticats fans have a, a different feeling about that but uh, congrats to Derby and once again happy birthday to him Micah and Nick Cross all celebrating birthdays today. All right very pleased now to be joined by the Hamilton Spectators Steve Milton. Milty um you know, 0-2, you're going into Winnipeg, tough place to play on the road. Give me a reason to be optimistic heading into Friday's game. I think the first half uh, of, of the last game, I think when you score 24 points and it could have made it 30 uh, four minutes into the, into the second half, I, I think that's against a fairly decent defense except for maybe the secondary on Calgary. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons that I think you have for, for optimism, Louis. Uh, if, if you happen to be a Ticat fan, um, I, there's obviously as much reason for concern as there, there is for optimism. I think you could you look at a couple of other things. Um, establishing certain receivers, particularly uh, Dunbar, who's going to freeze some defensive backs uh, because, of, because of what he did there, and, and the way Addison has been going, and, 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 uh, and everybody knows what Anderson can do. But Addison, he's, he's, that's a really good reason for optimism because I don't think people would understand how many receptions he's already had. What's he got, about 14 already? And, and, and 12 or 
12 or 14 receptions already in a couple of games. Like yeah. He's headed for some big numbers here. It's just that he hasn't bro- broken one yet. But he's done a number of things. Dane Evans was re- referring to it uh, this week in practice, uh, saying that they even had him at quarterback on the, on the one play, and uh, the crowd appreciated that. I think the kicking of Domagala is, is another reason for some optimism. Uh, he missed the extra point. Yeah, he did miss the extra point. Uh, and that's, you know, that's another... Everything's tempered a little bit right now because you're on two, and uh, he did miss that extra point. That's true. Not that we would have expected any panic from this team, this group that's assembled. But are you surprised by the the lack of I know, maybe concern at the zero and two start? Not really. Uh, first of all, they're used to dealing with it. The core group. <laughs> I mean, this is not unusual to be. Uh, either 0 and 2 or 1 and 3 to start the season uh, for this group, and they've generally, for the most part, finished well. Even in the year that they 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 went 0 and 8 to start, uh, you know, they they had a chance to make the playoffs near the end. Uh, let's remember that the East is very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've sort of, I mean, you can't. I I I don't think there's a panic on this team. I think there's concern. I think there's concern because of the fourth quarters, uh, uh, both offensively and defensively. Plays aren't being made. Uh, you know, special teams maybe take a penalty here and there, which they haven't really done much this year, which is another reason for optimism. Uh, the the almost I don't think they've had an O yards penalty yet, right? And I think that's another reason for optimism and that they're they're uh, well coached there. And and uh, but but uh, you go zero and three, there'll be a lot of panic around the city, and and that makes some difference because now you're coming home, and the crowd gets a little apprehensive. And you could feel it. You could feel it in the last game. Well, what if they're 0-3 and they have a fourth quarter like that? And then the first thing that goes wrong, all of a sudden the crowd isn't the same. You've taken you've taken the crowd yourself out of the game. I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell took them out of the game last game, but the Kycats kind of take took the crowd themselves out of the game. Uh, you're going into Winnipeg, not an easy place to play. You know, Coach talked about it today, how it's it's fun. He loves playing there because of the noise, but that is a huge factor going into Saturday or Friday. Two factors. That's there's two factors to that. I think Louis. One of that's at obviously one. They're they're a really good home team. They get really buoyed, particularly the the running back and and Dembski who just play astoundingly at, at home because they're from there, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's that's a big part of it. They're they're you know they feel like they're they're sort of uh, ten feet tall. And bulletproof at home uh, but the second part is this and don't underestimate this Winnipeg hasn't liked the way they've played they've been very very self-critical uh, and they've won two really self-critical they won't really feel like they need to have a game I guess that's what happens when you have a quarterback like Zach Caleros and you got to see him up close during his time here we've watched him from afar the last two as he established himself as one of the best to play in this sort of generation that we're looking at we talk about Ricky Ray being inducted into the Hall of Fame it feels like Zach, especially with these back-to-back great cups, is, is putting himself in that conversation. He needs a few more years, of, obviously, because he, he's, he's missed a fair amount of time. So, so he hasn't got some of the, some of the uh, miles under him, at least game-wise. But yes, for sure. Uh, uh, the winningness uh, of it, uh, you know, how many times he's taken teams, in, what's three times to the great cup. And uh, the, the fact that he just finds a way to win, he, he's... He's great to watch if you, ha- uh, unless you happen to be a Ticat fan and he's playing against you, throwing off the wrong foot, finding the right things, and you just can't allow Winnipeg to stay in the game because eventually, even if their offense isn't going well, 
and this the, the best example we've seen of that, of course, was in the Great Cup. He will find a way if he's close enough. It took him until, what, the fourth minute of the fourth quarter or halfway through the fourth quarter of the Grey Cup, and then bang, 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 bang. He found the weakness that the Ticats had done a beautiful job of, I wouldn't say hiding, but of compensating for uh, last year uh, in the Grey Cup given their manpower shortage. And he, it took him almost all game to find, find it, but he found it. And when he found it, it was like a surgeon. We, you brought it up with uh, Dylan today. You brought it up with Coach, the, the lack of sacks. Yeah. That this Ticats team is that a level of concern for you right now? Very. Yeah. 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 And 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 I realize you know like it's the gap too nine to one. Uh, now eight of those against the Ticats came in one game, of course. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a concern because I think uh, they're letting quarterbacks go a little bit when they've got them, and and then they can make and that's really tough on a team like this because how many times has has uh, um, uh, Zach been sort of in trouble? Uh, uh, through his career, and if he can just get out of it for about 10 seconds, then he does that little push pass, he'll throw it with his left hand, throw it underhand, he'll throw deep, he'll find something. So you got to finish that play. Now, sacks are just a number, but they're, uh, and they're, and I actually think sacks on the road are, uh, well, they're, they're different than sacks at home. Sacks at home get the crowd insane, right? And that really helps. But sacks on the road can also take a team out of it, although I don't think they'll, or take a take an audience out of it. I don't think that happens in Winnipeg or Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. the two places it does not happen for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, I think sa- that does concern me a fair amount uh, it, because it's just if pl- teams are extending the plays, given the way the field is more wide open now because of the hash marks, and I know I dwell on that a lot, but it is a lot more wide open. You're getting mismatches, so. Uh, if you can give, if that quarterback gets uh, of his level or any level, uh, gets an extra second to, to throw, throw, which you could have stopped, then then you're going to have those completions that you don't want. Alden had uh, Alden Derby had some real high praise for his safety in Tunde Adelike. You've seen Tunde the last few years. I mean, the the physicalness of which he's been playing the game lately. He had 10 tackles, a couple of breakups. Uh, you know, Darby called him the best safety in the CFL. He's definitely making a case for it through two games this season. Well, I think so. And, and, and uh, there, we were moving away from Canadian safeties for a little while, right? And, and it's nice to see it coming back that that way his versatility as well and I, I don't mean just position wise but that was something because he had to play a corner there for briefly uh, last game and 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 we know that he had to play in, uh, out there at, at other times uh, last year uh, so the fact that he can do that that tells you sort of what he can do uh, and and the manner in which he hits it's not just that 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 he had the number of tackles there were a couple of rockers there that there were and they were clean clean hard hits and he, you know he might he might get a sack, yeah. you know, because he, he, he he's fast enough. He yeah, yeah, that's he right. Has he only sacks. has their only sack. So he's, their only sack is that's coming right. from their I, safety. I, I Talk forget. about concern about sacks. If, you're only, if your only sack is coming from yeah. your safety. Well, I can tell you that the, you know, they're, they're, everything's disguised by a number of things. Yeah. You know, depending on the play, they, they could be, have been tying everybody else out and it shoots a lane for him, right? Knowing that he's coming, you try to create a lane for him. Uh, because if you don't, if the safety shoots and you don't get it, you've got trouble because it's one less person in the backfield. Um, just before we go here, uh, the offensive line, you brought it up with Coach today, and they, or Dane, I think you did. Um, but for two seasons, they have not had that sort of consistency, and it is a huge aspect of building chemistry. We, You and I have talked about it multiple times. There is a synchronized 
skating technique to being on the offensive line and all being on the same page. That consistency can go a long way. Like it can, and, and they didn't have that for, for much of last year. Didn't have it for the first uh, couple of games. Now you're not only looking at, at the same five, I think. That's what it looks yeah. like. But you're also looking at the running backs who much of the time are part of the part of the of, of of the line either as blockers or as distractions and then swinging out so you're going to have the same running backs as well and and uh, it's unfortunate that that likely uh, Donnie Jackson doesn't get to play again or or we still haven't seen Wes Hills uh, as you know I, I really do want to yeah. see him uh, in the lineup at some point see what he can do but uh, yeah I think that'll 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 be important I think uh, just for the continuity of it and as and as you brought up in a number of questions today it was a short week, and so you really got to have something to compensate for one less practice, one one fewer practice during a week, and and consistency is a big part of that, and and uh, consistency of personnel. Thanks, Milty. Okay, Louis. My thanks to Steve Milton from the Hamilton Spectator, and uh, one of the best in the business for sure at what he does, and always love talking to him both on air. And off, and uh, I've learned more football from him than I think any other person, and uh, always great to chat with him. All right, that'll do it for us today. We are back tomorrow as Ticats getting set to take off for Winnipeg. Hope you'll join us then. From all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis Butko, hoping you have a great day. Ticats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gamedayatticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gamedayatticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.